0: You're listening to Tramps Like Us with Lee McCormick. Rocket Lee.
1: That's cool,
2: baby. I mean, you know how it is, rocking and rolling and whatnot. Hey, how's it going, Aide? I'm Lee McCormick. Welcome to Tramps Like Us, a Bruce Springsteen podcast sidecast, Rockin' and rolling and whatnot, episode 33 Top 10 Female Artists. I got another sidecast for you here, another fun countdown episode, this time ranking my top 10 favorite female artists thanks for listening via the website tramps like us pod.com apple podcasts spotify or wherever else you found the show stay in touch via the website and the facebook group page tramps like us bruce springsteen podcast so another side cast doing a list here ranking my favorites you know i love doing these shows and i've gotten some good feedback on my recent shows counting down my favorite drummers elvis presley songs uh, i did a professional wrestler Mount Rushmore kind of countdown with some buddies. I did a top 40 Rolling Stones songs. I did uh, Steve Earl songs with BJ Cramp. Lots of fun. So for this countdown, I'm merging two of my favorite things in the whole wide world. Music and girls. Right, I'm gonna count down my top ten favorite female artists. Now I say artists, right? Not singers, because these women are more than just singers. You know they're songwriters, guitarists, they're rockers, they're entertainers, they're leaders. And yes, they are also singers. by beautiful, beautiful voices, like angels. <laughs> you know, and I didn't consider bands for my countdown, my list here. So, just individual artists. You know, I thought it would be too much with bands. You know, so some of my favorite bands, like the Runaways, the Go-Go's, the Bangles, Blondie, the Donna's, the Cardigan's, all those female-fronted bands, they were not considered. But fortunately, most of these bands launched solo careers that absolutely did make the list did make the cut right so you know i've always been a big rock and roll fan and there was always something cool about women singers and women rock and rollers you know a bit of an anomaly in the early days of rock and roll but uh, it was always special when there was a woman that could just you know belt out a song and you know combining the spirit of rock and roll pop music country music with the beauty and sensitivity and compassion of a, of a woman you know it's a very special thing You know, not to say that some of these women on my list don't rock as hard as men. In fact, they do, and, you know, a few rock even harder than some of the best male rockers out there. You know, rock and roll's always been very sexual, a very primal expression, very powerful. You know, and when a woman can tap into that and express herself musically, I find that very compelling and extremely attractive, right? Right. A woman expressing herself with her voice, her instrument, her songwriting. That's hot, right? It's really hot. (laughs) You know, these women are beautiful. I have a huge crush and complete respect for all these female artists on my list. So, of course, as usual with making these lists and countdown episodes, and with this one being limited to my top ten, there are a bunch that didn't make the list. You know, I had to leave them off. So, some honorable mentions in no particular order. Linda Ronstadt, Dolly Parton. Tina Turner, Whitney Houston, Aretha Franklin, Stevie Nicks, Janet Jackson, Emmylou Harris, Mary Chapin Carpenter, Sade, Madonna, Ronnie Spector, Etta James. Oh, my girl, Etta James, right? All great. So many great songs, you know, but I had to get selfish here. I had to to go with my favorites. So with those honorable mentions, you must be wondering, well, who made the top 10? Who made my top 10? If those are the ones that didn't make the list, right? So here we go. Here's my top 10 favorite female artists.
3: Oo, babadu, 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 dynamite! You're dynamite! Oo, babadu, 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 dynamite! You're dynamite! Dynamite! Hey baby, when you kiss it, dynamite! Hey baby, when you hug and hold me tight, I just explode like dynamite! Ooh, da-ba-doo,
4: da-ba-doo,
2: okay, my number ten favorite female artist is Brenda Lee. Born December 11th, 1944. She's from Atlanta, Georgia. Little Miss Dynamite. Brenda Lee had that song Dynamite in 1957. She recorded that at 12 years old. What a voice, little kid in the 50s, rocking and rolling, just amazing, right? Brenda Lee, I guess she's known for her big hit, "Rocking Around the Christmas Tree, right? Definitely one of the greatest Christmas songs of all time. It's endured since it was released in 1958. She recorded that when she was 13 years old. (laughs) Just love that song, one of the greatest Christmas songs ever, right? Just an amazing artist when you think of it. In the 60s, she had so many charted hits. She had, uh, what's the number here, 47 U.S. charted hits in the 60s. You know, pop, country, rock and roll, all that stuff. That's fourth place behind Elvis Presley, the Beatles, and Ray Charles. And then Brenda Lee, as far as, you know, U.S. charted hits in the 60s. (laughs) It's pretty amazing, right? What a voice. She started out kind of as a, you know, one of the original rockabilly artists in the 50s, right? She had playing with all those country guys in Nashville, but they had, they were going for like that kind of Elvis kind of rock and roll thing was happening, right? And she was kind of like... She had this feel, this kind of rock and roll thing, and you put together with these hot country musicians trying to play rock and roll and rockabilly music there in the 50s. Just created some amazing music. Some of those records in the 50s I really love, right? A lot of, even all the deep cuts are so great, so great, right? Brenda would move to like a pop vocal style in the early 60s. She had those songs, uh, I'm Sorry, 1960. Uh, You know, Jambalaya, that's a 50s one. She had that, that was like a country song, a Hank Williams cover. Sweet Nothings was a big hit in the 60s. My baby whispers in my ears, ooh, sweet nothings. All right, good stuff. And then in the '70s, she kind of moved into the country scene for the '70s and '80s, right? When when country music was moving towards some of that like urban country, almost pop tinged country music, right? Getting rid of uh, some of the fiddles and the steel guitars for more uh, like keyboards and you know sounds of the '70s kind of thing. And she was right in there with that scene as well. Country music Hall of Famer, you know Brenda Lee, so amazing just uh just an original and a pioneer of modern music country uh rockabilly rock and roll in the 50s right all those great those great studio musicians and all those early 50s rockabilly things are just so great you know brenda lee uh you know she's something special
3: well come a little baby let's jump the broomstick come a, let's tie a come a little baby let's jump the broomstick come a little tie knot. The broomstick coming this time, no. Going to Alabama back from Texarkana, Going all around the world I'm Going to Alabama back from Texarkana, Going all around the world
2: Number nine is Nancy Sinatra, born June 8th, 1940, Jersey City, New Jersey. You know, I really love her dad. (laughs) Obviously, Frank Sinatra, chairman of the board, one of the greatest vocalists, singers ever. His first child, Nancy Sinatra, they did that duet together, Something Stupid, in 1967. Man, that is a great song. Probably one of my favorite Sinatra songs is, you know, Something Stupid, that duet he did with his daughter, Nancy. I love those records she made with uh, Lee Hazelwood in the mid '60s. Right, uh, Nancy started her career '61. She was signed to her old man's label, Reprise. 1961. She would have been about uh, like early 20s. They're 21 years old, and you know she had a couple of songs out, and they weren't really doing much in the charts. So Frank got in touch with Lee Hazelwood, and and got Lee to kind of you know help Nancy with her career and, and kind of produce her. Work with her on music and you know the a series of records they put out in the mid to late 60s were just phenomenal you know and uh, you know Lee kind of told Nancy stop singing so sweet and kind of sing for the truckers kind of get like a get some rawness in there kind of thing right so a lot of these records are really cool you know how does that grab you darling 1966 uh, Sugar Town Obviously, the women's anthem. These boots were made for walking. Just such a, a killer song, right? All those Wrecking Crew musicians working on all these tracks with Lee Hazelwood and Nancy Sinatra, uh, just amazing, right? She was in an Elvis movie. She did some acting and TV. She did Speedway with the King in 1968. That's a that's a great film, right? She got the lead track to "You Only Live Twice," the James Bond film from 1967. That's such a great song, I love that one One of my favorites She made some of my favorite records Those, those albums in the late 60s were just phenomenal And they hold up today, those, those vinyl copies Of uh, Nancy Sinatra and Lee Hazelwood records Sounds so good these days, right? And we gotta mention, you know, the Playboy magazine From 1995, that she got the cover And she did a spread of layout in there Looking pretty good You know, Nancy Sinatra at 54 I think she when she told her daddy uh, What she was making photo shoot, Frank said, double it. Jane Weedland. Ah, so cute, Jane Weedland. I love Jane (laughs) Weedland. Child of the 60s. Jane was born May 20th, 1958. Born in Okawamanok, Wisconsin. Did I say that right? Uh, (laughs) That's a cool place. Okawamanok, Wisconsin. Uh, She moved to Los Angeles with her parents in the mid 60s. Uh, She became part of that LA scene, that LA punk scene in the late 70s. She formed the Go Go's with Belinda Carlisle. In the late 70s, and that band took off, being one of the first all-girl rock pop bands to, you know, top the charts in the early 80s there. Loved the go-go, so many great records. After the go-go success, the band broke up in 84. Jane was the first to leave the band in 1984 for a solo career. She put out four solo records. It's the first one fur in 85, had that great hit single, Rush Hour. Love that song. Inside a Dream is a cool song, Tangled, Cool Places. She did uh, that song with Sparks, Cool Places, a little duet, love that one. Uh, Kissproof World is a solo record she did in 2000. That one was really cool, too. The thing about Jane Wheatland is I like, I knew Rush Hour, but I didn't know anything else. I didn't have her solo records until much later, uh, early 2000s. I think I went back and I got all of those solo records. And, yeah, there's some gems on there, man, some r- really great stuff. Uh, she had a punk band in the 90s, 96 called Frosted. That has that some great stuff on it, too. That's the thing I love about Jane, right? She had, like, a punk vibe and a pop vibe. This is kind of, like, 60s pop music kind of stuff. Really cool, right? She, she dabbled in some acting. You can see her in Star Trek IV. Uh, Clue, she's the cute little singing telegram girl. <laughs> Comes to the door and gets shot. Uh, she was in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. <laughs> cool stuff, man. I just love Jane so much. Just never seen her live solo, but I've seen the Go-Go's live three times. And uh, always, always great, Jane. So fun on stage, the way she dresses. So stylish, playing those SG guitars in her boots and dancing all across the stage. And uh, she's just, uh, (laughs) I love Jane Whedon. She's just so bubbly and cute and it comes through in her music. And uh, she's just cool, man. She's a cool fucking punk rock chick too, you know. She's a songwriter, guitar player, super cool chick. Just so cute. Jane Whedon. 7 is Roseanne Cash. Born May 24th, 1955, Memphis, Tennessee. I love her daddy. You know, big fan of her daddy. She's got some great genes, right? She was the first born of Johnny Cash, the eldest of four daughters. You know, those great genes, right? Great songwriters, lots of integrity, just like her daddy, right? Lots of integrity with Roseanne Cash. That's what I love about her. First album came out in 1978, and she was part of that kind of urban country kind of crossovering into, into some pop music things, you know, getting rid of the banjos and the fiddles and the steel guitars of classic country music for some keyboards and some guitars and some of those late 70s, early 80s sounds, right? Seven Year Ache was a great song. I Don't Know Why You Don't Want Me to Love That Song. She put out this record in 1987, King's Record Shop. That's kind of when I first, you know, became a fan. You know, I bought that record. Four number ones off that, especially the song Tennessee Flat Top Box. Which was her kind of rediscovering an old Johnny Cash song that he wrote, which is very cool right? to hear her take on that song that her daddy did like uh, 30 years previously kind of thing, you know. The last 20 years of her career, she's kind of moved away from the country pop thing and she's gone kind of deep into kind of Americana and roots music. You know, she had this record called Black Cadillac that came out in 2005 that dealt with the lo- loss of her father. She had a record called *The List*, which was a covers record of all songs, kind of that you know Johnny Cash had made this list for, or this list of essential music that she needs to learn, kind of thing. When she was, you know, wanting to become a musician, a songwriter, an entertainer, and Johnny said, "Okay, if you want to do this, this is your this is your history lesson right here, right?" So she did this record called *The List*, you know, focusing on some of those songs. Really good. Her latest one from a few years ago, *The River and the Thread*, was another great, great record. You know, Roseanne Cash is just, uh, she's just great. Unfortunately, I've never seen her live. You know, she's on my list. There's about four or five artists I've never seen live that I need to see one day. And she's definitely at the top of that list. Roseanne is awesome. You act like
4: you were just born.
2: Okay, go, go,
5: go. I've got your picture That you gave to me And it's signed with love Just like it used to be
2: Your picture. She's got you. number six is Patsy Cline born September 8, 1932 in Winchester, Virginia passed away March fifth, 1963 in a plane crash amazing voice on this woman she just would kill a ballad amazing you know, a voice and a delivery that just melts me just an amazing voice gives me like, you know the hairs on the back of your neck stand up when Patsy Cline sings right she was another crossover artist went from country to pop right started out really really country playing that kind of hillbilly country music you know but her voice carried her past the juke joints and the honky tonks right to theaters and eventually carnegie hall right where she's trading fidd- fiddles and banjos for lush orchestras right like listen to songs like sweet dreams and stuff like that the way her voice would just soar over these lush orchestrations back in baby's arms crazy of course that amazing ballad that willie nelson wrote Walking After Midnight is a classic. I Fall to Pieces, Leaving on Your Mind. So great. So amazing, right? I love Patsy Cline. I got this great box set by Patsy Cline. Four CDs. It's like 100 songs. It's like everything, rare stuff, deep tracks. So many great deep cuts in there. Like we, I love all the hits, but when you hear these deep cuts, it's like, wow, man. It's, it's, just, it's just amazing, right? I love all those early hillbilly records. Great band, great performances, and she's kind of just got all this spunk and fire on, on, on top of it, right? So cool, so cool. You know, just from the 50s, that early stuff, you know. Patsy's so cool, right? She's tough. She's a spunky girl with an incredible voice. You know, unfortunately passed away way too young, 31 years old. You can imagine, like, you know, we always say this about, you know, artists that, you know, die way too young. Like, what would they have done? What would Patsy Klein have, have been in the 70s or in the 80s, right? What kind of music would she have done? Collaborations, all this stuff that we lost out on with her life being cut too short. But fortunately, we have these records, these records that will last Forever of, of this of these amazing performances what a, what a voice, what a voice Patsy's the coolest
5: Down in Dallas Near the palace I met a boy who was so cute I loved his hugging I loved his kissing As we sat in his little red coop He said, tell me Confidentially How much do you love me well, I thought a while and then I smiled. And this is what I told him, don't you see? I love you, honey. I love your money. I love your automobile. I love you, baby. I don't mean maybe. You're the sweetest thing on wheels. I love your kisses. I wouldn't miss it. No matter how I feel. I love you, honey. I love your money. Most of all, I love your automobile Hugging, I love his kissing As we sat in his little red coop He said, tell me, confidentially How much do you love me? Well, I thought a while and then I smiled And this is what I told him, don't you see? I love you, honey, I love you, money I love your automobile I love you, baby, I don't mean maybe You're the sweetest thing on wheels I love your kisses, I wouldn't miss it.
2: Number five, my top five female artists. Kicking off the top five is Lita Ford. Born September 19th, 1958 in London, England. Lita lived in London with her parents until she was about six years old and they moved to Los Angeles. Right? I have a big crush on Lita. <laughs> She's such a rock goddess. You know, ever since I found out about her, I guess, in the, in the mid-80s on her solo career. And then I realized, wow, she was in The Runaways with Joan Jett, right? So the thing I love about The Runaways is that like, kind of Joan Jett brought this kind of punk and glam sound to the band and where Lita brought the kind of hard rock and metal right Joan was in the the Ramones and Susie Quattro and T-Rex and Chuck Berry whereas Leah Ford was in like Deep Purple and Black Sabbath and stuff like that right so those two sounds in that one band together I think was the the magic of the Runaways you know I I just love that stuff after the Runaways broke up you know she kind of didn't do anything for a few years until she started her solo career in 1982 she was kinda in the shadow of Joan and didn't really know if she was gonna be a solo artist and you know, but whereas Joan was kinda like I said, punk and glam, Lita was hard rock and heavy metal, and she was embraced by that scene. You know, she put out a bunch of great albums, Out for Blood was her first one, eighty two I think, Dancing on the Edge is a good one. And the big record Lita, which blew up in eighty seven I wanna say, that had the Kiss Me Deadly, big hit on that, that great video on MTV and all that stuff, you know. Lita on lead guitar. Right, she's singing, she's writing songs, but you know, Lita's strength is that lead guitar. She she can just fucking rip on that that guitar, right? That BC Rich bitch, whatever. or the uh, the the hammer kind of explorers that she would play. She's just a she's just a shredder, right? Like I never heard a girl scream on guitar like that. Like I've heard Joan Jett play guitar, and you know Chrissy Hine and. You know, Many girls have played guitar, but not really like holding their own with guys like Richie Blackmore and Tony Ioni. And, and that was Lita for sure. So great. So great. Right. I was fortunate to meet her a few years ago at one of those rock conventions. And, you know, I had had some great moments with her and got her to sign some records and posed for a picture with her. And, you know, as I was posing for the picture with her, she kind of put her arm around me and she pulled me close and she kind of. You know, pressed her cheek up against my cheek. She kind of rested her hand on my chest as we posed for a picture. You know, <laughs> it was so amazing, right? Like she smelled so good. She smelled like like perfume, leather, and guitar strings. Right, <laughs> so badass, Lita Ford.
4: L'histoire du Alors, voilà la
2: Favorite female artist is Belinda Carlisle. Born August 17th, 1958, Los Angeles, California. Probably my favorite California girl is Belinda Carlisle. Come on, man, she's so sweet. all right she had punk roots in the late 70s, right? Just like Jane Wheedlin when we talked about growing up in LA in the late 70s with that punk scene. Belinda was hanging in that crowd. She ended up playing drums for the Germs for a little bit before hooking up with Jane Wheedland and forming the Go-Go's, right? Big success with the Go-Go's. All through the early '80s until the band breaks up in 1985, right? Jane leaves, and then the band decides to kind of split. And at that point, you know, Belinda launches a solo career, right? Which in numbers kind of surpassed her career with the Go-Go's, right? Number one albums, number one songs. Heaven is a place on earth. Mad about you. Circle in the sand. I get weak. Leave a light on. You know, big, big pop hits. Top of the charts. All these MTV videos, right? Eight solo records. Great stuff. And I just love her voice, you know, that vibrato, that sort of. Uh, <laughs> things she used to do, kind of like an Aussie sound. I always used to think she's like got the female Aussie voice. I always thought like an Aussie Osborne, Belinda Carlisle duet would be so amazing because their voices kind of match that way. You know, always thought that would be great. You know, Belinda's just such a cool chick and she's so gorgeous, so pretty. Right? Uh, I've never seen her live solo, but I've seen her with the Go Go's a few times. But I love Belinda Carlo, Right? Those album covers she put out, like she was just beautiful. Like the those first few, the debut Belinda, the pink cover. And she's looking like Anne Margrock, like, laying across that chair. And she's got those, like, black nylons on. It's so so hot, what a minx. <laughs> Heaven on Earth has got that, like, blue cover. She's kind of, like, like laying across the steps. And the blue light of dusk is, like, shining down on her. <laughs> so hot. And then, uh, what's what's the other one? Runaway Horses. She looks like a supermodel. She's, like, eyes are closed and your hair is, like, flowing in the wind. And she's kind of in the, in the throes of passion a little bit. <laughs> Another one of my top ten favorite female artists that just posed for Playboy. We had that great Playboy cover and spread that she did in 2001. That's a great one for you. Uh, I encourage everybody to check that out. <laughs> Belinda is sweet and just lots and lots of great songs. I love it. Whispering a
6: goodbyes I was dancing with my baby
2: Pearson. Born September 6, 1974. Born in Orebro, Sweden. Nina is the lead singer of the Cardigans, one of my all-time favorite bands, right? My friend Johnny Cars turned me on to the Cardigans, and as soon as I heard that voice, I was I was hooked, man. It's her voice just connects with me like no other. I think she's just got such a beautiful voice, just a sound to it. It just goes right to my heart you know, i love her voice i love her lyrics it's amazing how i connect with words given that english is her second language right it's such a voice cool tunes right she's only made one solo album which i love animal heart came out in 2014 God, we need more solo albums from nina pearson right the cardigans are kind of broken up or they're on hiatus they just kind of been doing live shows for the last you know, 15 years or so like that but uh I would love a bigger solo career to Nina Pearson. I'll buy every record she puts out. Animal Heart was really good, you know. And, you know, she's only released one solo album. Obviously, her work with the Cardigans, and uh, she's done two albums with this band, the sideband A Camp, which I love as well. And, you know, those records made me a gigantic fan of hers. You know, I love everything she does, which is why she places, like, as my third favorite here, right? She's got such an original sound, you know, that, that slight. Swedish accent comes into play you hear that on certain words but it's it's amazing what a what a sweet sounding voice yeah. it's pop it's rock it's new wave it's electronic it's Americana and that voice just just melts me just melts me right check out the cardigans uh, covering changes by Black Sabbath one of that's probably the all-time greatest cover of any song ever is the cardigans covering Black Sabbath check that out on the YouTube it's an, it's an amazing performance like I said Even though she's only put out One solo record She ranks as my Third favorite female artist Nina I love you I love her
1: <laughs> My animal heart's Telling me to flee I'm done with the
2: Number 2 is Joan Jett. Born September 22nd, 1958 in Wynwood, Pennsylvania. One of the best. Pure rock and roll. I just love her attitude. I love everything about Joan Jett. She's a singer. She's a songwriter. She's a guitarist. She's a leader. She's a rock and roll hall of famer. Joan Jett formed the Runaways in 1976 with Kim Fowley. They put together this all-girl band playing rock and roll, playing hard rock, playing punk rock music. That band kind of fizzled out in 78. At which point, Joan started her solo career, put together her own band, Joan Jet and the Blackhearts, right? Worked with Kenny Laguna as a manager, producer. You know, they kind of started their own record label. They were shopping around this record to all these labels, and they kept getting, you know, turned down, turned down. So they decided, well, let's just start Blackheart Records. Let's just sell these things out of the back of our cars after the gigs. And it just took off from there, right? Great songs, her cover of I Love Rock and Roll was so great I remember uh, being away on like a, a summer camp trip with my family we were like think we rented a cottage somewhere we were somewhere kind of up north and we were in this kind of like uh, snack bar hall kind of place and they had a jukebox and I remember I remember putting a quarter in that jukebox and playing I love rock and roll and I remember the sound I don't know if you've heard a jukebox lately but jukeboxes sound really really good I they put like great speakers in these jukeboxes and I, I can remember the sound. Of that song, I love rock and roll coming into the jukebox. You know, I was such a big fan of Joan Jett. bad reputation, Crimson and Clover. Do you want to touch me? I hate myself for loving you. Light a day, Bruce Springsteen cover. Write so many great songs. She's just so cool, right? Solo career started in 1980. She put out like 12 solo albums since. She's such a natural, right? Her just lo- her love of rock and roll just comes out in everything she does, right? The vibe, the style. She's a killer rhythm guitarist too. She really she's really tough man she she you can tell that she loves this music and I love her because she loves it you know she loves rock and roll I love her because she loves rock and roll I love rock and roll too you know <laughs> you know, she's part of that club right she's just so rock and roll she's like Chuck Berry Keith Richards you know Steven Tyler Bruce Springsteen Joan Jett she's one of them man she's just like all the greats she's the real deal just a
1: little
2: Yeah I had to give you A double shot there I had to do a double shot Of Joan Jett Because I love that one Nag That's uh, Nag came off The I Love Rock and Roll record But what you heard there Was uh, that's a different version Where she had the coasters The great coasters Were doing some Background vocals With her on that song Nag Which is very cool Right So Number one, my number one, top favorite female artist is Cyndi Lauper, born June twenty second, nineteen fifty three, Brooklyn, New York. Right, not just my favorite female singer, but along with Elvis Presley, Tom Jones, and Bruce Springsteen, she made my my Mount Rushmore of favorite singers. You know, just such a powerful voice. Right, there's a contrast between her her kind of cute voice. Her, she's got this cute little kind of Betty Boop voice with her her New York kind of street voice and and the way that contrasts with this voice of like an Italian opera singer that she has too. You know, the power of her voice. She continually blows me away with that incredible instrument she possesses, right? I've seen her live a few times. I guess the live show that made me a fan was I saw her in November 84 on the fun tour Maple Leaf Gardens in Toronto. This was probably my third or fourth concert ever. Uh, I think my mom had taken me to see kiss at maple leaf gardens in march of 84 and my sister was a cindy lopper fan so my mom said she would take my sister to see cindy lopper but i was just like i want to go too because and i wasn't really a cindy lopper fan then but i just wanted to go because i I love concerts and i'm glad that my mom took me because i was blown away that was a great show the bangles opened up i became a bangles fan and then cindy lopper came out and just blew the whole fucking place apart right she was so good live on the heels of that, She's So Unusual record, so many great hits off that album, and just the way she would perform them live oh, just made me a fan just just right away. So many great songs, Money Changes Everything, right? True Colors, I Drove All Night, Shine, That's What I Think. Uh, she put out a record in 97 called Sisters of Avalon, which is really, really good. I encourage people to check that one out. That one doesn't really get talked about much, but... You know, a really great album by her in 97 there. It songs like You Don't Know, the title track, Sisters of Avalon. Uh, what else is on there? When Hot Turns a Little Cold, Love to Hate, Fearless, Searching. Just, just good shit on that record, right? Love it, love it, love it, love it. I saw her twice in 2004. She released this, <laughs> that last record, which was like a cover of kind of some standards, some 50s and 60s standards, which was really good. I saw her live in Toronto at Massey Hall, that tour cool little story there. She's known for kind of coming out into the crowd, singing right to the audience, like in the crowd walking through the aisles and stuff like that so during this show she did this right? and she happened to kind of come to where I where my row was at Massey Hall and she walked kind of the the row in front of me and she moved into like, into the row of the seats like maybe 10 seats into the middle of the crowd and she like moved people apart, apart and she kind of stood on the seat and sang to the kind of crowd for half of the song while she was like kind of in the midst of the audience right and she was standing on the chair like right in front of me my face was right at her kind of belly as she was standing on this <laughs> chair in front of me singing to the crowd right <laughs> it was so awesome and she i was like fucking cindy lob i'm just she's like I, I could hear her voice alive without the microphone, right? Like I could hear it through my ears. I could hear her natural voice. It was so good. And I could smell her. She smelled great. (laughs) Right. And then as she was getting down, she was trying to grab her balance. So I I, I extended my hand like a gentleman, braced her as she kind of got off the seat. So that was sweet, right? (laughs) What a great show. And then the next night I went to see her in Hamilton. She was playing back-to-back shows, Toronto and Hamilton. So I'm like, I got to go to Hamilton. I went to Hamilton and for this show, I had an aisle seat. Right. So I knew from seeing her the previous night in Toronto during this couple of songs where she would kind of go out to the crowd and, and find somebody to dance with, right? So I forget what song it was, but she comes out, she comes down the aisle and I knew she wanted to dance with me. Right. So I kinda just you know, I, I extended my hand and as she was coming down the aisle, she grabbed my hand and I gave her like a little loop-de-loop kind of twirl and we kinda had a little moment dancing in the aisle, which is so special, right? <laughs> so that's great, man. I mean, I love Cindy Lauper so much. She's stylish. She's got great hair. She's funny, beautiful voice, beautiful woman.
6: All through the night, I'll be awake and I'll be with you. All through the night, this precious time when time is new. Oh
2: I love that note she holds there at the end of All Through the Night. It's like she's floating above the clouds. She's the best. She's the best. And she's my favorite female artist, Cindy Lauper. That's my countdown. That's the show. I think that's a solid list. You know, 10 fabulous artists, 10 beautiful women. What do you think? Did I forget anyone? So much great music. I love it. All right. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next time.
3: Well. That's the show, friends. Thanks for listening. You can find us on our website, TrampsLikeUsPod.com. Communicate with us on Facebook, on our Tramps Like Us podcast group page. Rockin' and Rollin' and whatnot, Sidecast, is a non-profit audio fanzine created by fans for fans and is available for free. We are not affiliated with Bruce Springsteen or any of the artists featured on the show. If you have heard any music you like, please find it and purchase it via Amazon, your local record store, or wherever music is sold. As always... Gratitude and respect to all of the great musicians and performers we feature on the show. Stay cool and keep rocking and rolling and whatnot.
1: Well, the wrestling world shocked, as you know, last weekend. Cindy Lopper, manager for Wendy Richter, all of a sudden arriving on the scene, Lelani Kai. Plans now for the upcoming title bout that has been signed.
6: Well, I'll tell you something, Gene. I think that Mula, that Shmula, whatever she is, she could choke me if she wants to, Gene but i'll tell you one thing she couldn't win unless she double team wendy i'll tell you one thing I don't care. I don't care. You could choke me because I believe in what I believe in, and that's all but I care no about. There's no way Leilana could have beat me one-on-one. On one.
0: Mula, when she was wringing Cindy's neck, it only takes eight pounds of pressure to break someone's yeah. bone, and Cindy doesn't
6: even weigh a hundred pounds. All right. I came all right. out I stand there. I for what I believe in. I don't care. You know what I mean, Wendy? And I'll tell you one thing. We're going to be ready. We're going to be ready. You just tell em, because she couldn't st- she couldn't <laughs> take Wendy standing up City on Lopper, you've
1: done it once. You can probably. certainly do it again.
6: It took can. both of them
0: out there. Leilana, you better get yourself Together and train hard because, like they say, girls just want to have fun. I'm going to have fun all over you, and you're going to be dancing like an organ grinder's monkey. That's
1: right. I don't know what about right. Conorine the Fabulous Moolah. Certainly, she's going to have some input on this entire thing, Cindy Lopper.
6: Well, I'm not worried too much about Moolah because I got some surprises for her, in, her my, in my pocketbook. And if you think I had surprises for her this time, I got bigger surprises for her next time. So you better watch out, you ugly little That's thing. Much, you better Shmula. watch out because you're getting old. All really right. right Moolah
1: moolah i beg your pardon i thank you ladies wrestlemania they're going to be a part of it wendy richter cindy Lopper, ladies and gentlemen you will not want to miss this one